Welcome to the long-awaited return of Living Room Theater. I know it's been quite some time. Um, this episode was recorded shortly after the last one came out, so the movies are kind of old that we talk about in it. We do have another episode that was recorded a little, well, less time ago, but still a while ago. Um, this episode was recorded before our honeymoon. This one was recorded after, and then more time passed. Um, unfortunately, things have been changing um, in many different ways, aspects keeping us busy. Um, things are changing a little bit for the better and kind of normalizing, so I think we'll be able to do it a little more regularly um, and get episodes out on a more regular basis and keep the movies somewhat up to date. Um, we've watched a few in the last little bit uh, that I th know we want to talk about. Uh, so these episodes, or these movies rather, are a little bit old, so the episode's a little bit old, but still a good one, still a solid one. Um, go off on tangents about Liam Neeson, if I should be an action hero or not, uh, Merry Little Christmas, World War II, dwarves, all things of that nature. So listen, uh, and then after you listen... Go to keithbodela.com slash livingroomtheater and uh, go to the link for Amazon. Click through there and start your Christmas shopping because um, as of when this is going up, Christmas is two months, ten days away, probably, if I'm doing that math right, which I'm probably not. But it's very close, and you should probably start your Christmas shopping now. Um, there's probably like a blender or something that you can get your mom or like a, one of those Vitamixes, maybe um, you can get your dad like some kind of a tool, like a drill or a saw or some socket wrenches. Everybody loves a good socket wrench. Uh, you can get your brother. Let's see. You know what? Your brother's pretty well off. Just get him like the get him the Blu-ray set of True Detective because he probably missed it. So tell him to watch that. Get your sister something less dark, maybe like. Um, I don't know, like Gilmore Girls or um, something like Scandal or maybe like a like a thing to do nails. I don't know. These are all very stereotypical gifts. Anyway, get them for your uh, family, for your significant other, for your kids, for your dog. He deserves some love too. And uh, when you do, a little bit of that goes and helps us out. So we appreciate it. Start your Christmas shopping now. KeithBodela.com slash Living Room Theater. And then head over to our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Living Room Theater Pod. And give us a like or leave a comment because that's how you will let us know that you like us. And we appreciate that. Uh, without further ado, episode 10. He likes movies. She likes movies. We like movies. They like movies. Living Room Theater. Can I ask my question now? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. If you had your choice between being an action star, a comedy actor, or like a uh, chick flick romance leading man, which one would you choose? Action star. Why? Because I could get do all the stuff that I couldn't normally do, and I could be like, bang, 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 and like jump on stuff, and like jump out windows, and like not be scared because I'm in a whole harness and things, and then I could be like jumping through the air and be like but what if but what if like see I just think of like Steven Seagal he was put into that category of action star and now he's old and he can't do anything else because it kind of just stunted him no but Steven Seagal didn't make good action movies what about Arnold Schwarzenegger He's making movies again. Right, but they're, like, making him a joke in them. No, not always. Same with, like, Robert Stallone. Is that his name? Who the no. hell is Robert Stallone? <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. No, they're not making him a joke. Escape Plan was decent. Mm. I mean, here's my problem, though. You get the occasional movie like Expendables, where it, Expendables is a good action movie, and I enjoy it. It's not great. But it's what you expect it to be. But, like, they're never... Like, Expendables 2, they do a whole part where they say each other's lines. 
and like Bruce Willis is there and he like leaves Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's like, don't worry, I'll be back. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger's got this huge gun. He's like, yippee ki Because they're like exchanging lines. And you're like, ah, he said the line that the other guy's famous for. It's, you know. So, that's stupid. But, I mean, they're okay action movies. And they're not, they're not really the, the butt of jokes or anything. Okay. I would rather be, okay, look. I'd rather be a Schwarzenegger. Or or a Stallone than a Seagal. Because Steven Seagal was just really weird. And then I think what made Steven Seagal even more of a joke is he became like a like an actual like deputized sheriff or like a deputy or something in Louisiana. And then he um he had his own show that was related to that. So then he was like going up and arresting people on the streets and the guy's grandmother would come out. And she'd be like, are you Steven Seagal? And he'd be like, yeah, I am. Oh, I love your movies. You should arrest my grandson. And he's like, I know that's exactly what I'm doing. So. See, Steven Seagal became a joke, but it was his fault. Which would you rather be? I don't know. Because also, here's another example. Um, comedy star, Chevy Chase... Not as popular. Yeah. Bill Murray has only survived because he switched to more dramatic roles for a while. See, but I don't like him in the dramatic roles. Kind of scares me a little bit. But he hasn't done a a comedy in a while. Yeah. You know what, though? Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think you can be one thing. I think if you're one thing, then you're in trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, but if I can only be one thing... You need to be the Sandra Bullock. She does w- it all. I would rather be the action star because then, like I said, I could like jump out windows and shoot guns and stuff. Because, like, romance, I can do that with you, but I can, you know, like, what's in a ro- what's in a romantic movie? Just what I got buy you flowers, ice cream. You don't like ice cream that much. I don't like ice cream at room temperature. Um. I can do all that stuff. Comedy, naturally funny. So, action movie, not something I normally do. Okay. So your answer was that you're not sure, though? Mm-hmm. But, but you proposed the answer. You proposed the question, so you have to come up with an answer for yourself. I'd say, if I had to get stuck into one, it would be comedy. Okay. Just because... Yeah. I'd be most comfortable. It'd have to be like farce comedy, though, like over the top, zany adventures. Like? Forrest Gump? I completely agree. It's not comedy. Oh, it's not? All these years I've completely misunderstood that movie. Um, should we talk about some movies now? I guess. Yeah. What do I talk about? I don't know. I haven't seen any movies lately. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Look at that line spike right there. That's where I slapped my forehead. <laughs> you have our list. I mean, we got we got a bunch here. We, we decided yesterday what we were going to talk about. I know, but we were out to eat and I didn't write it down. We said this one. We said this one. Lisa. Did you watch Pompeii? No, but it's on the list if we, if we, oh. if we when we watch it eventually. I don't watch that awkward moment either, or her. I just put them on the list. Oh. Well, how about we introduce that this is Living Room Theater? We could do that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Rachel. And I'm Keith. And we talk about movies. Yeah, it's like an old married couple, even though we're a young married couple. I don't know, it's been a long three months. <sighs> Too long. Alright, do you want to start 
And you want to start over here somewhere, and we'll start way we'll start way back with ones that we didn't talk about, and then brush over those and, and, and try to catch up here. Sure. All right. Here's the beginning of our list here. Oh my goodness. See, I don't know. Should we just skip all these now? because it's been so long. Yes. All right. That whole list is going away. Do you want to start here? Sure. Last Vegas. I give it two thumbs up. It was funnier than I thought. It was funnier than I thought. I thought it was going to be lame. I thought it was going to be one of those like old fogey, they shouldn't be doing it anymore movies. I That's Proof exactly what I thought. I thought it was going to be like, they, they were like, oh, we're going to try and copy The Hangover mm-hmm. and have them be all ridiculous and be nope. just old. And they had comedy that related to their age, and I thought it was amusing. My favorite scene mm-hmm. is when Morgan Freeman, who stole the whole movie, Morgan Freeman was fantastic, um, drank Red Bull vodka. Mm. I don't remember that. It's the part, I guess... Maybe spoiler. I, I don't know. It's just a joke, but it's probably, it's probably in the trailer or something. Um, so it doesn't really spoil the story at all. But he goes, they start, they, they somehow get in and they get bottle service. And they're like, what do you guys want? I don't know. Red Bull and vodka. And they go, okay. And then they cut to Morgan Freeman going, I feel like I should dance. I don't know. Does anybody else feel really excited? Uh, no, I'll dance later. But maybe I should. Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> but he's really funny in it. De Niro? I don't know. I've been a little sad of De Niro lately. Kevin Klein was good. Mm-hmm. Michael Douglas, always great. Mm-hmm. Well, I think just because Robert De Niro's character, you just get mad at him. Because he was just such a downer. Until the end. Robert De Niro's characters, all of his characters lately... Seem very similar to my dad. In that they're just old men who are kind of crotchety. <laughs> and are just very set in their ways. Yeah. Which is fine, but you're just like, ah, I don't know, I, I want to do something You a see different. enough of that in real life. You don't need to watch a movie and see it. Yeah, Like, yeah. a movie is to escape. Yeah. And see Morgan Freeman drinking Red Bull and vodka. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. doing shenanigans. Morgan Freeman's funny. Morgan Freeman does a lot of fun stuff, though. I like him. He's a good guy. He is. And I think he's neat looking. Like, he's different looking, and I like that. You, you mean because he's... His freckles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because of his freckles. Yeah, I like his freckles. I think he's cool looking with them. Yeah, he does have freckles. You're right. Because his skin tone is is light enough that you see the freckles, and it's just cool. But, like, he does different things. which mm-hmm. He does different types of movies. I feel like Robert De Niro, at this point, is mostly playing the same guy. Wait, or- who are we talking about? Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. Wasn't he in a movie we just saw? He was in a movie that we just saw. But we're jumping ahead here. I, I thought we were going to go in order of the list. Do you not want to go in order of the no, list? No, I want to go where the list takes us. We're gonna go. We're gonna go with the list. Of, uh, um, okay, but Las Vegas surprisingly funny. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as it's not a stupid. It's not a. It's not stupid comedy. It's funny. They're all great. Great in it. Um, I can't think of the woman's name. The older actress's name. Nope, me neither. Um, I recommended it to people though, and I don't do that very often. I can't think. Of, oh, this hang on, it bothers me because I can't think of her name because she's somebody. Catherine Hepburn. No, I'm pretty sure Catherine Hepburn's dead. Mm. Um, Jane Curtin. No, we just saw her in another movie though. Um, what am I looking up? Las Vegas. She was in a movie called um, Time After Time with um, blanking all the, all their names now. I can't think of the, one, the guy that plays. Okay, well, Time After Time. It's a really cool movie. It's H.G. Wells. Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells. And there's another guy that plays Jack Mary the Ripper. Mary Steenberger. Yeah, it's Mary Steenberger. She's in Time After Time because H.G. Wells... Jack the Ripper escapes from London 
at H.G. Wells' dinner party in a time in his time machine goes to nineteen seventy San Francisco. H.G. Wells follows him, falls in love with Mary Steenberg. Really cool movie. Like obviously it's made in the seventies, but really kind of. It's not Steenberger. Fun. It's Steenbergen. Steenbergen. But she was very good in that. Mm-hmm. She was very good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, She's very pretty too. That doesn't hurt. Yes, like, she and very, she, she's aged very well. Yes, she's she has. She has, mm-hmm. and because well, I think part of the thing too is she's taking care of herself, and she hasn't gotten any work done. Yeah, I think she's prettier now than she was when she was younger. Really? Mm-hmm. Like here she is now, gorgeous. I don't think she was unattractive when she was younger, but I think she's prettier now. Well, I think the thing is, the styles are different. But anyway, so we're skipping. We're skipping with Morgan Freeman. Yes. Morgan Freeman's taking us on a little journey. Vitruvius. Is that how you say it? Vitruvius. No. Vesuvius. It's not Vesuvius. I think it's Vesuvius. It's Vitruvius. I thought it was Vivitruvius. So we can make this a quiz for our listeners. What movie has a character named Vitruvius in it? Okay, how long do we give them to answer? Uh, well, they can just pause it if they really want to... Figure it out? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right, Vitruvius. No, I'm right. (laughs) The answer is... The Lego Movie. Oh, I love the Lego Movie. A movie not just for kids. It's not. We have no kids. We watched it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I think Keith liked it more than I did. I did. I did, because I'm a big kid. But... I. Oh my god, you're gonna tell me something that you didn't like about it? <laughs> I liked where they went. Spoiler, because this is a very new movie. I liked where they went in the end with the live action stuff. Yes. But at the same time, I did not like it. Why didn't you like it? There was just some discrepancies between what was going on in, like, the Lego universe versus the real world and them moving them around. Imagination. Well, I did, however, like... I don't know what, hang on, I don't know what your sounds of protest mean. Oh, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. There was just... something. Something specific? Or you just... No. Just, just the end. (sighs) Maybe the micromanagers bothered me. Why? Because everything else was something, some object, some placement of the Legos. But they weren't anything. They were the hand coming in. But the way they were shaped and everything, they didn't... They didn't resemble a hand. Oh, because the micromanagers weren't actually a real... Right. ...thing. Like, they they weren't a physical thing, and everything else was a physical thing that had been built. Mm-hmm. Like, the caps and all the objects that shouldn't have been in there. Like, the artifacts. I can... I can see that, but... That didn't... That doesn't... That didn't really bother me. Because of the rest of the movie's so good. Mm-hmm. I've watched it a couple times without you. Mm-hmm. And I still always laugh at the part where he first falls into the new, into like the next dimension part, the next setting on the train tracks. And he's screaming and he's, ah, and then he hits the ground and he's still screaming. Ah. <laughs> so that makes me laugh every time. Batman was great in it. It was. I, I did like uh, Superman and Green Lantern. Yes. They Especially were when I found out who voiced them. It made yes. it funnier. Yes. Jonah Hill was very obvious. 
Channing Tatum, not so much. No. I wasn't realizing he was Superman. Um, see, it was just, it was, I really liked it too, and I can forgive minor things because it was so, it's different mm-hmm. than anything that's out there, and it's a good kids movie, but it has like a really good message and everything to it. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. And it's about more than just... Because of the message. Really? Yeah. I, I felt like at the end it was like a slap in the face with this this lesson you should have learned from this movie. And I'm like, why can't it just be a fun movie? Why do we have to have a lesson involved? But it, it was still a fun movie that had like a nice like added thing to it. Because like, maybe part of the problem too is that you and I are like, oh my god, we get the message. But kids don't see it that way. But I feel like it's no different than when you watch a kid's movie, like a Disney movie, and everyone's like, oh, we're supposed to love each other. And everybody's supposed to be happy. And, like, it's all, like, a big happy ending and stuff. Like, I feel like the message isn't any different than that. But anyway, Morgan Freeman, also awesome in it. That one surprised me because it had a lot of big names in it. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman, Liam Neeson, who I didn't realize... Also did the voice of Good Cop, mm-hmm. which is funny because Good Cop, he's like, "Hi everybody," <laughs> and I can't imagine Liam Neeson in a in a sound booth trying to do that voice. I want to see video of that because I think mm-hmm. it'd be amazing. I bet he did it during nonstop flight or nonstop filming all the time. Like on the side, he was like, "This scene was too serious." Oh, the plane! All of a sudden, he's gonna kill someone every twenty minutes. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and then they were just like, what? Cut, cut. Liam, what are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm trying to break the tension of the scene. Mm-hmm. There's a little doing, in the yeah, scene. Yeah, I'm trying to do the do the voice of good cop for the Lego movie. Um, and I don't know why I'm from Boston all of a sudden. It hasn't come out yet. Pretty sure I'm from a, a European nation. Like Ireland. Right. Yeah. Pretty- Pretty sure it doesn't come out yet, though. <laughs> no, it's not like a leprechaun. I'm pretty sure it hasn't come out yet, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't come. I'm trying to find because Liam Neeson is very like. <laughs> but yeah, he's like I'm pretty sure it hasn't come out yet. But like a movie, good cop, great guy, great character. I'm doing his voice, and they're like, just do the scene. But nonstop. Be honest, I liked it. It was good. You saw the end of it. But. I saw the end of the movie? Yeah. You, I, like, that's all you saw. I'm just. Oh. You saw, like, the last 40 minutes of it? Oh, we're talking about nonstop now. Oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I sorry. saw all of the Lego movie. Yes. Yeah, no, you saw all of the Lego movie. We, we already covered that the Lego movie was very good. Yeah. I, I was going to transition to nonstop because okay. we're just going by where the yeah. list takes us. Yes. Uh, non-stop, I thought it was very good. Well, uh, see, I've, I wanted to watch it, but I'm terrified of that scenario happening in real life. So when I came home and you were watching it, I was like, all right. Well, see, that's why I was watching it when you weren't here. I just didn't time it well enough to have it be completely done when you... Whenever you're done typing in your password, it's cool. I'll wait. I'm done. That's you tapping your finger on a butt. Um, I was I was trying to watch it with Adj because I figured it would forget. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was good. Where do you go? Where do you go if you're on a plane? You don't go anywhere. Were the people who just stayed in their seats safe? Yeah. So it was just the people that got up and went to the bathroom that were in danger. Did they tell anybody this was happening? Did people know? Like, when did people start to know that people were dying? Um. Like, after the first one? A little bit before he came in. No, the first one he kept secret. See, that's dangerous. The second, the second one he tried to keep secret, too. How did the first one die? The bathroom. Oh, you can't tell everybody how the spoilers. I really, that, the first one I really can't tell. Oh, I know, I know. Because of the end. Well, just to say, and I'll just cut this out. The, the pilot was the first one. No. Uh. The first one died because he was. Ah. Oh. But he was. 
he was involved in it, and Liam Neeson figured it out, and he confronted him, and he tried to, like, they got into a fight, because, like, he tried to kill Liam Neeson, he pulled his gun, so, like, mm-hmm. like they got into a fight, and then he was trying to choke him out, mm-hmm. and then right after he broke his neck, the 20-minute timer on his watch went off, and you were like, oh, shit. So, he kept that secret from everybody for a while. Did you, were you the one that told me that you saw an interview with Liam Neeson and he was like, I never expected to be like the action star and suddenly I am? No. No. That might have been my mom. Maybe it was my mom because I told her that she might like nonstop. Don't, don't ever watch it before they fly to Seattle. Oh, yeah. But it was good. It was good. It was good too because like, I think they say in the trailer, but, like, they're framing him. Because mm-hmm. there's a part in the trailer, I think, where it's like, Yeah. I'm not trying to hijack this plane. I'm trying to save it. Yeah. And then, but they, everybody thinks that he's trying to hijack it. And you're like, but I've been with him since the beginning, since he was in the parking lot and got on this thing. I'm pretty sure he's not the guy. But then you start thinking, like, well, maybe he is the guy. And maybe, like, it's Really? You do start to think that. I was wondering, because I was just like, because every t- everywhere he turned, it kept being like dead ends and stuff, and I'm just like, maybe he's just crazy. Like, maybe it's a Fight Club scenario here. <sighs> what? Maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe it's a Fight Club or like a Garfield scenario here. Garfield? Yeah, did you ever like see that? Like the cat? Yeah, because there's that website where it's um, like Garfield without Garfield or whatever. And it's, <laughs> and it's just uh, the guy talking to himself. John? Yeah, it's just John talking to himself. And it's just kind of funny because it seems like he's just a crazy guy who, like, invented this other person to talk to. So, like, he invented a cat to talk to. So, like, Garfield's not Does he real. have Odie? Um, I haven't seen one where Odie's in it. Hmm. But, yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyway. Um, so we're talking about nonstop. Where, where are we at? I don't know. Grand Piano. Grand Piano's really good. Did you watch it? We should watch it. It's on Netflix. Monuments Men. Monuments Men? That's yes. where we're going next? Yes. Okay. Hey, that had Bill Murray in a dramatic role. Did you like him in... in I didn't think he was very dramatic, though. I thought he was funny in it. What about the part where he's taking the shower? And the other guy plays the thing... Oh, that part was sad. But and well, it, wasn't, it was sad, but it was also sweet. It was also an anchorism. An anchorism. I don't know what that means. That means they messed up. Because the version of the song that they played wasn't that way until after the year that the movie was supposed to take place in. Oh, my God. Oh, because they sing, because it's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Mm -hmm. and at first the song is really depressing, and then later on it changes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the song, yeah, because the original version of the song is like super depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what the original, like the, I for, I'm trying to remember what it is. It's like you're gonna be alone. Yeah, it's basically like <laughs> you know, one loves you. <laughs> like it's like, like we'll soon be together if the fates allow or something like that. But I think it's like in the original version, it's um. Because I think it's like, we'll all be together when we're dead, is the original, like, part of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, because it starts off, have yourself a merry little Christmas, it may be your last. <laughs> Next year we may all be living in the past, have yourself a merry little Christmas, pop that champagne cork. Next year we may all be living in New York. Wait, may I sing it to that, t- may I sing that to the tune? Um. Like, how would that work? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last. You're singing a way too upbeat. Okay. It <clears throat> may be your last. Sorry. Think of Smaug. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last. Next year we may all be living in the past. 
You tr wait, you skipped I know, it. I skipped it. Have yourself a merry little Oh, no, no, you're Christmas. right. You're, you're right. And then it goes, have, have yourself. From now on, our troubles will be fine. No, you're right. Maybe in the past. I thought that next part was supposed to be New York. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Pop that champagne cork. Next year we may all be living in New York. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. The Judy Garland sang it, it says. Um, so then that, that line, um, it may be your last, make sure we may all be living in the past, became let your heart be light, <laughs> next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Um, there's a part... Why would they make it like that originally? <laughs> that is so depressing. Well, it was, it was for, um, the musical Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh. And then there's a line, um... Is that how most Christmas songs originated for, like... Musicals? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, there's a line that says, Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. But in 1957, Frank Sinatra was was adding it to his album, and he was like, The name of my album is A Jolly Christmas. Do you think I could jolly up that line for me? And then that's when it became Hang a Shining Star Upon the Highest Bow. Good job, old blue eyes. Yeah. Because they were just like, this song's really depressing. Um, so this version that they sang was the non-depressing version. Right. Right. Okay. But anyway, that you only know that because you read the trivia and or the goofs. Correct. Okay. Well, besides that part, the scene was still good. Oh, yes. Yeah. The whole movie was good. Yes. And you told me that it did not receive rave reviews. Eh. I think part of the problem is that a lot of people were expecting a war movie. Like more like a Saving Private Ryan, like yeah. action. Like a Saving Private Ryan, Band of Brothers kind of thing. But these guys weren't fighters. They Their whole yeah. thing was to protect the artwork. And they went into these places after the battles. Like, battles had happened in these cities, and then they would go in. Basically, I think at one point they were, they ended up behind the lines. Right. But but still, they weren't, they weren't fighters. They weren't meant to do that. They were just meant to try and find the artwork, and that mm -hmm. was, and get, and gather information. They were almost more of an intelligence gathering than that. But I think it's cool that they finally, Got some acknowledgement. Because yes. I, I never knew that there was a whole group of people dedicated to this. No. Did you know that the guy at the end of the movie that plays the future George Clooney is George Clooney's father? I did know that. Did you know that there were, at one time, a family of seven dwarves at Auschwitz? And they all survived. Hang on. I'm sorry, I, I got confused there because I thought you were telling me a joke. <laughs> no. There was a family of seven dwarves? My mother was watching on the History Channel the seven dwarves of Auschwitz. And I went, excuse me? And she said, I watched the seven dwarves of Aus Auschwitz. And I said, please explain this. <laughs> you said, mother, please stop. <laughs> it was like 10 o'clock this morning. But apparently, I know. But I was assuming she yeah. she was drinking while she was watching it. There was a regular sized woman who married a dwarf man. Sounds awful, but okay. um, and they had seven children who were all dwarfs. Yeah, and so they uh, the mother enrolled them in acting and singing and all kinds of classes, and they were like a troupe that performed. Okay. Also Jewish. So they took them into Auschwitz, and the one brother, right away, as soon as they, like, stepped foot, handed the card to, like, one of the guards, like, their entertainment card. And... I know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's almost genius, but I can't imagine him being like, here you go, sir, if you need anything, just let us know. <laughs> So, 
that ended up that they, I mean, survived, but they were they were tortured. They had their eyelashes ripped out, Ooh. and they would pour like freezing cold water in their ear, and then boiling water in the ear. Like yeah. they just kept like they did terrible things, but they didn't kill them, so that's a good thing. I guess that um the captain or leading officer was in school and the professor was saying like, Oh, you're going to get to do like so many great experiments at these camps. Yeah. Um, so he was like keeping them alive to like almost study them because they were dwarfs. Mm -hmm. So did the handing of the card have anything to do with it? I don't know. I think it just, I don't know if they entertained. Cause I was, I was expecting you to be like, well, the story goes that they were, they became entertainers. For, like, the Nazis, because the Nazis, like... I'm assuming they did. They kept them around for their but own But we're, we're getting this by, like, third-party information. Correct. So we should probably watch the actual thing. Right, but I just think that's interesting. I think that's not something now, I've do, ever heard of. Do you think it's interesting just because it's something that you haven't heard of, or because, and that, like, it was, well, it was a family that survived, or because they were dwarves, or well, because... I, I, here's what I find most interesting, I'm gonna be honest... There were seven dwarves, and that is the exact number that is in I'm, the story. Yes, that and that none of them were regular size. Like, how dominant was that dwarf gene that all seven kids would be dwarfs, even with one regular-sized parent? Like, you usually see, like, those families that are mixed, that the kids come out, they could come out regular size, or they could come out with some form of dwarfism. So for all seven, that just blows my mind. Like, I wonder if they were slightly taller. And Mom said that the one they were interviewing her, she was, like, in her upper 80s, that she was... She was tiny. So, I mean, they weren't even, like... Oh, they weren't all all the same gender? Uh Uh-uh. Oh. No, male and female. There were four and three, I think. So it must have been in the. We're five in, and two. It must have. It must have been in the father's X chromosome. Right. Unlike, unless the mother had a had a history of of dwarfism in her family right. somehow. But I don't know. But we. But yeah, it must have been always in the father's X chromosome. That must have been the thing because that's he can give X or Y. Y would have produced a. Um, no. Yeah, Y would have produced a man. So it was in, it was, dominant in both the fathers. It was in both the father's genes, and I guess that, yeah, overrode the whatever. That the just, that did. blows my yeah. mind. So the father's genes, whatever they were, were more dominant than the, yeah, than the mom's. I asked my mom about the parents, and uh, she said unless, they didn't say anything about them. Unless there were also children that didn't live that might have been normal size. I don't know. That's 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 fascinating. We're gonna have to look that up, though. I'd like to actually see that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that's interesting, though. The whole the monuments man thing, and I was it's a lot of it was, uh, I I think uh, supposedly a lot of it was was very factual and yes. everything on it. And I like those kind of movies that open your eyes to something that happened in the past and like the people don't talk about. Yeah, and they tried to put they tried to put some comedy into it, but they also tried to really show what the guys were going through and and. What they sacrificed. There were some intense moments. Yeah. But they try to inject a little bit of lightness to it. I'm going to cut this part out because it's at the end. But at the end, they're looking for the one... Their their main goal at that point is to look for this one piece. Mm Mm-hmm. And... The Madonna, wasn't it? I think so. But they're like, we got to get out of here. We only have one... We only have a few minutes to, like, get out of here. Because the the whole time, the Russians are coming, too. (laughs) The Russians are coming. The Russians of are coming. Of course it's the Russians, because the Russians have always been our enemy up until now, but maybe they might be our but enemy they, again. I they don't know. weren't the enemy. They were just trying to get the payment for reparations. They weren't, like, trying to, like, kill well, well Americans. They, but they were the enemy to the monument men, because the yeah. Russians just wanted to come and take everything. Yeah. The monument men wanted it to go back to who it actually belonged to, and they wanted to, to, they wanted to save it, but they wanted to make sure it went to the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, so they're in the, they're in the, they're in the final thing, and they, they find it in the, in the, in the mine cart, and they're pushing it, and one guy finds them, 
And he's like, we gotta get out of here. He's like, come, come, look at, help me with this, help me with this. And he comes over, and he's like, holy shit. And they're pushing it, and then another guy comes over, and they're like, help us with this. And he's like, holy shit. And they just start pushing it. But they keep coming over, and they're just like, holy shit. And they just keep pushing it. That was funny. That was funny, but also, like, awesome, because they were just like, Well, that's the part I thought was intense, because I really thought the Russians were gonna jump in at that point. I thought the Russians were a lot closer. (laughs) Like, I thought they were almost Well, of course, that's, that's how they made it seem. But, but yeah, that it, it's funny too because there's a part where they. It's interesting because there's a part where they basically also, like the tide is turning in the war, where the allies are winning. But there's a part where they find something that basically turns the whole tide. Where they find the gold, the whole mm-hmm, gold, mm-hmm. the whole gold supply. And, like, that basically also helped turn the tide of the entire war. But that's never talked about. Right, and that was true. It's always like D-Day was the major thing, and D-Day led to them coming in and finding it. But, like, that was also a major turning point, because money ran everything, Mm -hmm. and and it was all tied to that. So, but yeah, it's definitely definitely worth watching and and, and Mm -hmm. exploring more. I wish there was, like... I wish it was like a documentary or something about it, too. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to watch the, the little, like, interview. 12 minutes. Yeah, the about end. them talking about it. And it's interesting that the one, the one guy who I think was also, he was German or something? He was Polish? And had, had, had immigrated to America before the war and then joined up and he was a kid. He was the driver. His story was almost exactly, in the movie, was exactly what happened to him, and I think they talked to him in that little twelve-minute thing. Yeah, I loved that. Was I think that my that was my favorite part, where the officer when they had all the German like prisoners, and the officer had switched clothes with one of the other ones, and oh, yeah. he was just standing there like eavesdropping on them talking, and then he was like, "Oh, it's right there," <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's not the officer. <laughs> like, it, it was. It's it's really cool. Because it it really pays. Because uh, we all hear about like, there's so much other stuff that happened in World War Two that we all hear about, but, but they never get enough credit for it, which they should. I can't imagine like all the. I don't think I realized the amount of artwork that the Nazis took. No, and the amount they actually destroyed. Yeah. But I like that was you, sad. they had all those 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 mine shafts and everything just full of of artwork and just tons and tons of it. And it seems so stupid. Like why? I mean, I understand art is very important, but that just doesn't seem to be where my mind would go during war. Of let's take all the artwork and hide it in the mines. I think it was just all about power and just taking control of everything and being like, look how much I have. I think Hitler is basically like a hoarder. Like, that's, yeah. I think, he had the same mentality of, like, well, I have to take, I have to have as much as possible, and I can't, I can't Are there any, anything. like, is there, like, a large amount not found? Like, maybe it could still be hidden somewhere. Maybe there's, like, a secret mine or bunker? Um, possibly. Yeah, no, you know what? There, I think there is a large amount that has not been recovered, and they assume that it has been destroyed. But just within the last year, they found that one guy, that one German art collector, um, who was like in his 80s, who was found in an apartment in Germany with millions of dollars, something like 8,000 pieces of art or something. Mm. Just, it just, he, and he just lived. In that apartment, he almost never went out. He occasionally would sell a piece every, you know, ten years or something in order to have something to live off of. Mm-hmm. But that was all he ever did. And his father, I think, was an art collector or an, or an art merchant or something and was connected to the Nazis. And he says that he got it all through legitimate means, but everybody assumes that it was really just, you know, Nazi stolen art huh. that the guy had. So, yeah, they they found a whole bunch of that. I don't know whatever happened to it, but I'm sure there's, uh... I'm sure there's a ton out there that they never found. And they assume that it's been destroyed, but I'm sure they could potentially find it again. Who knows what condition it'll be in. But hopefully it's all statues and stuff and stuff that won't be too deteriorated. Um... 
So speaking of saving things. Oh, saving things. Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, I thought you were going to go saving Private Ryan. Well, we didn't watch that. I know. I was, I was confused about Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. I liked it. I really liked it, except I think the portrayal of Walt Disney was a lot of malarkey. <laughs> Which part? The whole part where he's like, well, Pam, let me tell you a story about when I was a kid to win you over and get you on my side. And how he was like, and how he was, no, but he was super nice to everybody. But people are allowed to be nice. The stories, the some of the stories that I've heard, and the fact that he was so successful, makes me think that at some point Walt Disney was like he had her by the neck up against the wall. <laughs> no, but like he took one, like the guys involved in it. Like there's the scene where he is like at the piano with one of the brothers. Mm-hmm. And he has this moment with him, and he and he's like, "No, I think she'll, I think she'll like it. I think it'll help get her on our side." I guarantee you, Walt Disney was at some point talking to those guys or the or the Josh character, whoever Josh was. I can't think of. Oh, yeah, he was wasn't a brother, but he was with them all. Whatever that other guy was, um, Bradley Whitford. Um, he like was in the back room with him, going like, "Look, you better get her <laughs> to agree to this. I got a lot riding on." Like he was serious and threatening and I I have to imagine that he was like that like if you're that successful you have to have those moments like everybody like Steve Jobs had those moments there's stories about Walt Disney having those moments like everybody I feel like has to have those moments where you're real cutthroat but the whole time he was like well you know we gotta do this and you know it'll be okay and just like I don't think that was actually in real life they say that she was even more snarky and oh, difficult than Emma Thompson's portrayal. I yeah, of exactly. Her. And I thought Emma Thompson was pretty like oh, she was she was uh, fantastic in it. I get so mad at her whenever I whenever I see it. It's just like because they're just like putting out just the, like the one little secretary's putting out all their food and mm-hmm. she's like if you put down another plate I will throw you out a window mm-hmm. or maybe she'll throw it out the window she probably said in actuality I'll throw you out a window but it was like why did she even show up like if she was so hellbent on not she really signing needed, it she, over she really needed the money though I think at the, I think she was like bankrupt at that point basically and then all that work and then she Still wasn't happy with the end result. In real life, in the movie, they made her happy with the movie, but she hated it. Did she hate the whole thing? Or, yeah. mm-hmm. They, she was mad at what they did to her story. Did she? Did she have a moment where she kind of where she thought they were doing? She must have had the moment where in the real life where she thought they were on the right track, though, in order for her to sign over the rights. Must have, or maybe she just got so desperate that. She just Maybe. finally gave in. Maybe he did have her up against the wall. <laughs> He's like, you better sign it. And she was like, okay. There's a really interesting documentary about the brothers that I want to watch. Because mm. um, apparently, like, they really didn't like each other, but they came, like, they would come together and make this awesome, all this awesome music for Disney. But they really just didn't get along and stuff. And then they stopped talking for like a long time, for years and stuff. And I think their kids ended up connecting and ended up being the ones that did the documentary. And I think they might have actually gotten the brothers back together after many, many years of being disconnected and stuff. It's interesting. I want to I watch it. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere, maybe on like Amazon or something. Streaming somewhere. I'm sure it's... I'm it's sure, somewhere in that intraweb. I'm sure it's somewhere that I can find. But it's it's really well done, and everything er, the the same Mr. Banks. Yeah, I really liked uh, Colin Farrell. Yes, I did not know he was in it. No, I thought he did a fantastic job, though. Yes, Alice creeped me out like she always does in every Alice. movie and show she's in. We hang on. What's her What's her name? I have no I, idea. 
Um, I could look up Save Mr. Banks, but instead I'm just going to look up Luther. We call her Alice because she plays the character Alice on the TV series And because Luther. whenever we see her in a movie, we go, who is she? She looks so familiar. And then we finally realize it's Alice. And then we go, that's Alice. Alice. Uh, Ruth Wilson. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's not a creepy picture of her. She looked good in that picture. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She just always looks creepy. She always kind of, they always give her like a weird kind of creepy look, mm-hmm. but she looks good in that. Well, I think because. Because, we, I mean, because she played a psychopath in Luther, and then the other times that we've seen her, she plays somebody in the Old West. Where she doesn't have makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> well, she has makeup on, but, but like. Not like that. Yeah, she's not supposed to, not yeah. glamorous makeup. Yeah. They always make it very plain Jane and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Lone Ranger. It's the other one that we're talking about. She's in other stuff, too, but... That's the only one I know. Yeah. Those are the only ones worth mentioning. There wasn't much singing in this episode. I'm a little depressed. Then sing! I have nothing to sing about. Okay, hang on. Let's review one more, and you can sing the review to it as if you're a dwarf. In Hobbit. We already did that one. What do you mean? We already reviewed that. What? The Hobbit. No, but I'm saying... You review another movie off of this list, but as if you're the... Nah, no? Nah. Okay. Well, um, um, theater goers... Wait, can you do a, can you do a review of RoboCop in, in, <laughs> Melody, <laughs> in Melody with the... What? The RoboCop theme. I don't know the RoboCop theme. Yes, you do. I do not. Hang on. Don't tell me what I know. At one point, you wanted me to make it your ringtone. Along with everything else. <laughs> I should just go back to the sad puppy song. I'm going to go back to the sad puppy song. Um, Dreams are no Michigan. No, I, I'm off. He lives in Detroit, Michigan. His name is Robocop. Yeah, you're supposed to review the movie. Oh, I thought I was singing the theme song. Robocop, not as good as the one from 89, but I still kind of liked it. It was okay. The bad guy was bad. But you knew that all along it was Batman. And and the kid's son was very sad. Because he did not have a dad. I got Mark. That was good. And Morgan Freeman was in it. No, he wasn't. That what was Morgan Freeman in it? I think it's Samuel L. No, Jackson. I'm not. I was thinking of Gary Oldman. What? Because <laughs> of Batman... And then I was thinking oh. a fox, Mr. Fox, Sirius Black tried to save Robocop, he fought the bad guys and he won, Robocop got to go back with his family, yay, yay, his partner saved the day. 
snowboard aliens. <laughs> the robot aliens. <laughs> I'm adding stuff to the song. I'm making the movie more interesting than it was. I, okay. I really liked it. Uh-huh. Not really? as much as the original. Okay. Because the original one is really good, and they did not say my favorite line from the original movie. You're a buttercup. No, that's not your favorite line. Don't butcher the baker. No, what's your favorite line from it? Hang on. Were those two things that you just said in the original one? Probably not. Don't. <laughs> like RoboCop just comes out. Don't butcher the baker. You're coming with me. Because guys were like, be like, yeah, man, we're going to kill the baker. Yeah, man, kill the baker, kill the baker. And then RoboCop came in and was like, you are coming with me. Is that it? Yeah. Is that that, that scene? Yeah. I think that's in the director's cut. Okay. <laughs> what was the other thing said? <laughs> Don't call me Buttercup or something like that. <laughs> that I could see in them, them saying, because like some guy was like, hey, Buttercup. I like can see on that the in the new one. And then, like, that RoboCop turned to him and was like, yeah, like, don't, don't call me Buttercup. Okay, let me, I'm gonna get your line. Your line was, it began with a B. That's yes, it does. In my mind. I'll take biscotti with my coffee. <laughs> uh, I just love the idea of RoboCop. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll take biscotti with my coffee. <laughs> You don't, uh, you don't need to drink coffee or eat anything. I know. I just do it out of habit. A bandana? No, nothing to a bandana. Wow. Da, da, uh, bandito? No. Bologna? Were you gonna say baloney? <laughs> oh, baloney. <laughs> Give me a clue, but don't tell me. It's, it's a, it, there's a swear word in it. A cuss, if you will. Oh no, bitch. Close. Yo, bitch, get out the way. Right word, wrong quote, wrong decade. <laughs> um, being a robot's a bitch. No. RoboCop doesn't living, say it. Living in Detroit is a bitch. No, RoboCop doesn't say it. Oh. Oh! Oh, it's in the bathroom. No. I thought it happened with the bad guy in the bathroom. No, no, there's a bad guy. One of the bad, actually, both bad guys. Are they in the bathroom? No. Oh. Bathroom means with a B. I'm in the bathroom, bitch. <laughs> um, I said it didn't involve the bathroom. Ah. Uh, Give me another clue. Okay, so let me see if I can set the scene for it. Okay. All right. So one of the bad guys. I've only seen RoboCop once. What? Twice. Let's, let's go watch it. No, it's not. Okay, set up the scene. All right. So there's the one. There's the one bad guy that's like the corporate guy, and yes. then there's the other bad guy that's like the crime boss that was the dad on that '70s show. Yes. Okay. So the one corporate guy. Isn't he the like guy from NCIS? The like the director guy. Assistant director. Oh, for LA? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, so yeah, yes, I, have, yes. I have faces. Good. So he's in there, he's in his house, and some women snorting a lot of blow because it's the 80s. Who's snorting it? He is. Okay. They are too. LA but, guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're doing a bunch of drugs. And then 70s show dad comes in and he says, I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. No. He just walks in, and I think I think he shoots his gun, and then he just goes, bitches leave. And then they're like, ah! Oh, but I just love the part that he right. just comes in and just goes, bitches leave. And then and then they leave, and then he kills the guy. But it's just funny the way he just comes in and just says that line. Just randomly. But I... I enjoyed the the remake. I think they focused on some different things than in the first oh, yeah. movie. Um, one thing I didn't understand. Minor, but possible spoiler. But most of RoboCop is gone. 
most of the cop that becomes RoboCop is gone. Yeah. Um, like his arm is gone. Then why did they have a hand? hand? Yeah, why did they save the hand? That bothered me too. I don't know why they saved the hand. The hand, the lung, and his brain and face. That's like all they saved. I understand why they saved the rest. I can understand kind of why they saved the rest of it. I don't understand. I would have just chucked the hand. I don't understand the hand part. It seemed completely unnecessary. Michael Keaton, though, fantastic. Love Michael Keaton. He was great. You mean Michael Douglas? What? You mean Michael Douglas? I mean Michael Keaton. Fun fact. His name's really Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) But he goes by Michael Keaton now. So it's Michael Keaton. Because there's another Michael Douglas. Yes. Anyway, Michael Keaton. God. (laughs) That's such a nitpicky thing to go after. But anyway, Michael Keaton, great in it. I feel like they could have picked a better guy for RoboCop. I liked him. But I did like him. He was like all American. Yes, no, I. you don't have to show me. I know, <gasps> I remember five this. He's nine. Really? Wowza. How old is Michael 62. Douglas? He was born the same year as my Faja. Oh, wow. In Pittsburgh. Is that where Coriopolis is? Yes. Why is it called Coriopolis and not Pittsburgh? Because everything around Pittsburgh is something is, else. Is Pittsburgh? It's Pittsburgh, yeah. I used to do competitions at Coriopolis High School. Oh my gosh. I, maybe you I maybe you interacted for... with somebody that knew Michael Douglas. Maybe I changed in a classroom that, that Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas was in. Uh, wow. Mind blown. You could have changed into Batman. Well, I am. You're not Batman. Um, because you spend way too much time at home. I don't spend hardly any time at home. No, but I mean at night. Oh, yes. I'm at home at night. Yes, also, there's no skyscrapers or anything for you to patrol or anything. You know? <laughs> no. Accidents and sirens happen all the time. It would, just, here. it would just be a lot of walking around in a bat suit. Be like, hey, 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 stop loitering. And I mean, like, the real crimes that happen around here, you wouldn't be able to stop because they happen inside people's homes. I wanted to mention that on the show, about the amount of sirens that have been going on around us the past week and a half. Because these people really care. Go on. They do. It is so obnoxious. People, please be safe. It's summertime, but that does not mean you have to drive like an idiot. Like, people were just crashing into each other. Oh, like, earlier today, there was... Oh, there was an accident right up there. So there was an accident right up there? Yes. I don't know if people find this interesting. But there was an accident on 30. You know the bus that picks up Don Porchman? Yes. It was heading down 30 this way, over by the the little community that, that Amanda lives Wimmerton, in. Wimmerton, yeah. Wimmerton. Over by Wimmerton. It was right here, like, at the turnoff. There was, like, an Audi underneath it because it like I bet Don Porchman had something to do with it because like the bus was like right here and it must have stopped or something like that and then the Audi was like I got this and then kept going it wasn't a blue one was it? no it was black okay I was hoping it was an Amanda no an Audi whoa I don't know what an Audi is an Audi Audi it's like smile it's the one with the four circles in a line I don't know what kind of car Amanda has it's It's blue it's not an Audi okay Audis are very expensive. Okay. But it was like under that, and I kind of slowed down a little bit. It looked like it didn't like break through the windshield or anything, so everybody in the car was probably okay. It looked mm-hmm. like, but the, the up to the windshield, the rest of it was underneath the bus. Wow. So, so yeah. People. Anyway, point of the matter is, people don't be an action star. For real. Um. We don't um, have stunt doubles. Yeah, we don't have stunt doubles. There's no wires. Um, and just, we want to watch movies. If they have sirens, we want to realize that they're in the movie and not going past our house. Yes, yes. Don't, um, don't do any of that stuff. Don't. Well, I was gonna say, don't drop a plane to eight thousand feet, and then that way, when it levels off, the gun rises up and you jump. Oh, that! Bu- you know what? No, never mind. Forget all that, because that might be. You know what? Forget it. Don't do cool stuff, because it you can't. Is the point. <laughs> don't do cool stuff. Just don't do cool stuff. Because you really shouldn't. Just leave it for the movies. 
Leave, watch RoboCop nonstop. Um, Saving Mr. Banks, Small well, Humans Men, Lego Movie. I was focusing more on movies where you could do Las stuff. Las Vegas. But we could do all that stuff. Um, hang on. I feel like we should also mention a movie that people should avoid. Oh. I, I feel like like we're we're mentioning a lot of movies that people should watch. I feel like we should mention a movie that people should I feel avoid. like we haven't watched any movies lately that you should avoid. We've been very selective. You know, here's one you can, here's a, here's one that you can pass on. I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein. Just leave it alone. Like I know, like watch him cool, as Two Face. And there's like gargoyles and stuff. It did make me excited if they, if they ever want to do like a somewhat live action movie off of the cartoon gargoyles because the gargoyles looked really cool flying. But other than that, just don't bother than that. Just it's it's weird. It's not the good good. Aaron Haggard is real brooding and it's just it's awkward and weird. Don't watch it. Watch the other ones instead. I have no comment because I did not see it. All I have seen is a poster. That's the only reason I knew that movie existed. Yeah. So do that. Goodbye. Roll the credits. <laughs> I forget how we how do we close that? Is that good? Is that how we close out? Is that what we do? Until next time, movie viewers. I am not Keith. I'm not Rachel. Roll the credits. Is that what I was supposed to do? Yeah. I'm not Rachel. Yeah. Movies. Movies. We like to talk about movies. 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 It's time to go watch a movie. We'll stop recording. So we can watch a movie to talk about some other time Because we don't have a time train We can't go back in time We can't go back in time We need to keep time moving on We need to watch some movies now We can't go back in time Time train <laughs> Oh yeah uh, Cool